0: I'm going to hit up the forum now. This is a question to Melinda. Um, You talked uh, a bit before about evidence-based teaching and using um, statistics and data. Um, This question is, how do we not get too bogged down as a teacher in a a growing um, culture of standardization and normalization? How do we still become that teacher that we wanted to be without getting too bogged down in content or making sure that we just hit the numbers when we need to?
1: Um, When I was working with the assessment um, policies that we are putting in place in our school, um, my mantra to all the staff all the time was, it's just a test. And it's a snapshot of what that child can do on that day. And it's just a little bit of an insight, but it needs to be matched with your teacher judgement. You have the best experience and expertise to be able to say what that child can or can't do. So when we started looking at an assessment program that went from preppies right through to A-levels, we wanted to have some sort of assessment that was very authentic. Um, We were very uh, lucky to marry up with um, Durham University um, and they had a lot of evidence-based assessment um, modules and um, facilities that we could use. Um, and we worked closely with Durham University and uh, we used computer adaptive models um, that uh, took into consideration different cultures, um, gender, um, lots of different factors that children being with them to the classroom. But as we were assessing, we were always mindful of the fact that this was just a test. Um, and so when we looked at the results, we were very careful about that. Um, And we did a lot of collaborating around the results. We worked within uh, one-to-one with teachers. I worked um, in year-level cohorts and I worked um, with whole school um, communities talking about results on a one-to-one level, um, in a year group level, and also what's happening across the whole school. And then we would look back at what we wanted to achieve as a school um, and what's our ethos and we would try and match what we were doing with the school ethos. So that was always very much the core of what we're doing. Even though we were using these assessment tools, we were only using it as a tool. Um, And also, um, this was within the UK, so very much, um, UK is very much driven by data. So we had regulations to fulfill, we would be inspected, we had to show that the children were progressing. But we matched it to the school's ethos, the vision that we had within the school, and we work very closely with the leaders of the school. What do we want to achieve? What do we want these children to learn? How do we want them to be? What's their well-being? And then we work from there. So,
0: Louis, with Maridati, um, what role does assessment play in your school? Because I know, um, with the growing culture of standardisation and assessments and testing going to younger and younger kids, I'm assuming as a leader of your school, it'd be quite hard to resist those pressures. So, what what do you believe about the assessment culture, and what role does assessment play in Maradati? If you want to grab that microphone as well, please. I've got quite a loud
2: mouth. Um, look, it's it's complex, and I guess, and again, I, I don't know anything about what happens in these spaces, but when I hear that, I hear a lot of rhetoric. I hear a lot of talk, I hear adults who adults who dictate and who do not bring children along with them. So. And in our space, it's more about, and when we see children increasingly, it's not what the adults actually know about them or think they know about this child. It's the meaning the child makes about themselves in these early years that they actually take with them. And so, you know, how the culture of learning is, is, is quite important in those early years. Um, at Maradati, you no, know, parents consciously choose to withdraw from that plan, so we don't have the standardization. But on the other side, we have a lot of pressure because the non-state schools accreditation board, in order to get accreditation and, and to actually you know, get state and federal funding, we need to be able to show and, and share the stories of our children's learning. So how we choose to do it is very different than, than most schools. Are we doing it right? Well, I mean, you know, I just think it, it, it's exciting that we're playing. So we end up with really quite detailed documents produced by children, themselves who participate in, in, in sharing what they do well, what they don't do so well. Parents participate and contribute to the conversation. Um, and then teachers, it's not an assessment, it's a documented, um, you know, we create documentation which tracks students' learning, where we make links to the curriculum because, you know, uh, this idea that ch- when children choose somehow that, that that's this, this little fairy tale, you know, that, that, that's not real, when actually We see that children, when they're consciously involved in the decisions about their learning, are really excited and can keep it really quite real. And the thing that when we talk about emotion is that when children are taken on that journey, they can actually say, well, actually, I do this really well. I like that, but I suck at that. But meaning most children, if you can't do something in the current climate of schools, often take it to mean there's something wrong with them. And so uh, the process for us is taking children along walking with parents, but at the same time, ending up with with a document which clearly tracks and, and talks about what this child looks like at a learner,
0: if that helps. Yeah, Melinda, well, do you like to, the, to reply to that. And also one question to you, um, in this growing culture of testing and, and the way that you've administered it to your students, do you ever get students getting stressed about NAPLAN or feeling the type of feelings that Louie's talking about where they feel like it's all wrong and it's all about them?
1: Um, I don't feel I have enough qualifications to um, comment on that plan because I haven't had any direct experience with it recently in my career. Um, but, however, just to give you a bit more of a fuller picture, when we were using that assessment data before, we would match it with really innovative um, assessment um, uh, methods. So, for example, very similar to what was just described, we the children created their own portfolios of their own work. They were in charge of it they would comment on it. They would give their own feedback. So it was a lot of student agency involved in that process. So when I was describing before the assessment we used, that was just a very small part of a whole picture of what we did with those children. Um, And a lot of what we did is we asked the children – They they inputted basically into their portfolios. They chose their work, they commented, we gave them tools on how to evaluate um, and how to set goals for themselves. Then I'm talking really young children as well and they rose to the challenge and a lot of them would drive say, their own, they would give really honest and raw feedback on their learning that as a teacher you would never give. Um, and they, that would then um, move them forward in their learning journey.